Welcome to the Lion's Den University Report. This program brings you a behind-the-scenes look at the spiritual life on today's university and college campuses. Now here's your host, Glenn Bailey. Welcome to this edition of the Lion's Den University Report. It is a wonderful privilege and pleasure to travel the country and meet dedicated followers of Christ on our university campuses. We have kind of a unique uh, interview that we're continuing. Uh, This is our second segment uh, with a man who's involved in uh, ministry uh, through the the United States Army chaplaincy, and uh, but not just in the chaplaincy, but also on university campuses with the ROTC, the Reserve Officer Training uh, Programs, uh, that are uh, on most major university campuses. And uh, then a special uh, relationship with our guest is that uh, he was a student at Penn State when I was a campus minister here, and he was president of our campus fellowship the Alliance Christian Fellowship here, but uh, Eric Gramling is with us today again. And Eric, uh, good to have you on the program. You know, it's great to be here, Glenn. I appreciate the chance to talk with you. And uh, it's great. Anytime I have a chance to share the opportunities the Lord has given me as an Army chaplain, I'm certainly not speaking for the Army, but I'm speaking from my testimony of the opportunities that the Lord has given me uh, in serving, and it's it's wonderful. So I'm glad I can be here and share that with you today. Amen, amen. And I know even as a student, you had a heart for evangelism. And, oh, uh, that's because you you encouraged <laughs> me to go take uh, an evangelism, evangelism explosion class that I never would have volunteered for. But see, that's what discipleship's all about. You knew what I needed, <laughs> and you knew I needed to learn to share my faith. And so I'm glad that I went to that class, even though it was hard for me, but uh, it did indeed lay a foundation of the necessity and also that, yes, I can share my faith, too. And that's what God wants us to do, to be disciple makers. And that begins with evangelism. Amen. And so uh, uh, we uh, encourage people that that's, you know, what we're here to do as Christians. Well, until the Lord returns, we're to uh, draw others into the faith as well and allow them to use our life and our witness. And uh, uh, we're here in the Wagner building, Wagner Hall, uh, on Penn State campus in the ROTC facilities. And they have... uh, Army, Navy, and uh, Air Force uh, ROTC programs, and you're uh, doing some uh, talks with the Army and the Air Force ROTC today. That's correct. Yep, I'm an Army chaplain, and just uh, but through a divine appointment over the weekend, I was able to make a connection, and now I'm going to speak to Air Force cadets this afternoon as well. So a great opportunity. Great. And you... Uh, uh, got to share with the recruits, even told uh, if there are some that might be interested in becoming chaplains, uh, what the process is uh, for that. And so maybe uh, we're getting a little background noise here. I hope that doesn't come through too loud. But uh, in any case, uh, uh, what is the process for someone who might be interested in becoming a chaplain, uh, the different avenues that might lead to that? So specifically talking to cadets, the Army, not the Air Force, but the Army allows cadets who are finishing up their four-year degree to, if they want, to apply for an ed delay, which then allows okay. them to Which is a, be a delay education to go to delay, right? Yeah. In other words, they're, they're delaying their obligation to, for active duty or reserve service in the Army to allow them the chance to go to school, theological training, get their seminary degree, and then practical pastoral experience or another equivalent if they're a different faith group and then that allows them to meet the requirements that will allow them to put in an application to become an army or army chaplain in this case Um, so it is possible for cadets that's one way to come in the chaplaincy or the way i came in is i was a 34 year old out of shape and fat pastor who (laughs) god got a hold and and got me into shape and then I, i applied to come in i had everything done i was already already had my ordination 
So I just had to send in my, my proper paperwork to apply. And this was back during um, 2003. I was accepted, and then I started my chaplain training in 2004, January. So I've been in 14 years now. Great, great. And so that's another way to come in. Sure. And uh, included in your uh, chaplaincy has been some deployments uh, in Iraq and I think Kuwait. Yes, uh, yep. over the years, and share a little bit about your experiences uh, on deployment uh, and what chaplains do in in so, serving. That's a good question. So one of the things I'm teaching the cadets here when I come to college campuses is here's what chaplains do, and I say we're soldiers, so we go where you go. Um, I don't carry a weapon, so I'm a non-combatant, but. If you're in deployment, I'm going to go with you. Why? Because my job, according to the Constitution, or according to the, uh, the military um, uh, doctrine, is to provide for the free exercise of religion, which is a constitutional freedom. So because militaries and the Army deploy, can't take your civilian pastor with you, so the Army chaplain goes and provide, performs services or provides. So if I'm downrange and I have a lot of Catholic soldiers, I can't do Mass for them, obviously. So... I'm talking and coordinating, trying to, if we don't have a local priest, to try to fly one in to have mass every so often to provide space for other faith groups. And, of course, my heartbeat and thing I love is to do, you know, Protestant services downrange. And usually the Army, because so many different varieties of uh, Protestant Christians, is we all get lumped together and we have a, a general Protestant service. But it's a great chance to preach the gospel, worship, do Bible studies, and and uh, feed the flock while we're down range and uh, keep people spiritually fit and, and engage in the battle and, and um, growing in their faith at the same time. So. Amen. And so even today, as you were here at Penn State uh, talking with the cadets, uh, you even have a, a more open opportunity than many ministers do to share with those who are not yet of the faith that you've got Absolutely. a group of uh, cadets that um, may never even want to darken the door of a church, but you challenge them with some of these thoughts about, uh, you know, why are you here and and what w does happen when you die? That's because right. that's, that's right. one of the uh, aspects of the military, that you're taking that chance that you might uh, have to offer your life in, in service. That's right. I mean, we are officially religious leaders in the military. And so I have no qualms about challenging people to think of the big questions of life that, in my opinion, only come from some kind of religious belief. And I usually joke with people, you're not going to find it anywhere else in any other military regulation. You've got to look elsewhere. So my hope is that in doing so, people would leave thinking, I need to find some answers. And right. if, if this was my unit, then I'd hope they would come talk to me later. So uh, my ability to influence these cadets long term is very limited. But sure. I trust the sovereignty of the Lord that he can connect people with people who have a chance to share more of the specifics of the hope of the Christian message with them. Right. And you've learned, like Colossians 4, 5, and 6, says, uh, to take advantage of every opportunity, but do it as seasoned with salt. That's you right. Know, That's diplomatically, right. diplomatically to share it, to even to encourage the, the groups that you talk to today to consider about their spiritual life and how that can help even them being a better Absolutely. military person. Yep. Yep. And you know, one of my ver life verses for the chaplaincy is, is when Jesus sent out his disciples, he told them to be wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove. And so I pray for a lot for wisdom there. I want to be wise, and I want to be gentle, and I, but I want to be effective, and I want to be salt and light. And I want to be a chaplain that is influencing people for good, for eternity. And, and, but from a, from a practical perspective, I, I feel it's also making better soldiers for the military, people who are resilient, people who can go to war and come home and be good citizens and, and do the mission downrange and do the difficult things like killing 
and even being willing to be wounded or killed. So if anybody needs to have answers to the big questions of life, it's military members are going into combat. Right, right. And uh, we could uh, spend a a whole uh, day probably talking about the rationale for uh, war and military service for Christians. Uh, We we do believe in the protection of innocent lives as probably the bottom line of just war and and just uh, service using force uh, to protect uh, innocent people from harm. And and we trust our our U.S. military uh, takes that position in most uh, instances. But uh, you do have opportunity, though, to share because uh, soldiers have stresses in their lives and maybe their marriage is having stress or they're having a problem in their unit or whatever it might be. They come to the chaplain and uh, you not only are able to work on their problem, but also share uh, the Christian message. And uh, maybe you have an example of uh, maybe yeah. a soldier that came to Christ through your ministry. So so I, we got back from my second deployment. I was in Germany, great place to be stationed, by the way. And uh, we went to a dining out, fancy military ceremony. And uh, a young captain and his wife were sitting next to my wife, Michelle, and I. And, and uh, now I know the story is that the wife said, I want you to talk to the chaplain because they got to know us at the table. Right. And he was struggling. He was struggling with life. He'd just gone back from a deployment. He was depressed and he was just struggling. And she's like, you need to talk to that guy, you know? So again, God, you know, I don't think we picked where to sit. It was just a divine arrangement. Yeah. And so from that, his, his name is Adam and we began talking and, you know, he had a, a, a faith background different than mine but we began talking and and i began sharing the gospel with him pieces here pieces there going through the plan and and basically i i challenged him to start reading the bible and so long story short with and i don't even remember the time frame but within a shorter short amount of time he he began to really get excited about god for the really the first time and about christ and about his need for a savior and so i had several months to work with him discipling him and then the way the army life is, you end up getting moved or they move away. But I've kept up with Adam and have been able to continue to disciple him, help him find churches to get plugged into, send him a book and read it. And we talk about it over the phone. So it's been a real joy to see Christ change him and then through him be able to influence his wife and his family. And so he's uh, he's still in the army. He's not active duty anymore. But uh, Adam's someone I often am thankful that God, you know, I had the privilege of being used of him to bring uh, uh, the message of Christ into his life in a, in a, in a way that um, was, God arranged it. So it was Amen. awesome. What a, what a blessing. And uh, we're, we're here at Penn State University. I think there's construction going on outside the building, too. So yeah, there's always, some always building music, something here at Penn State. <laughs> right. <laughs> Lots of money at these universities, and we wish they would uh, uh, use more on the spiritual dimension sometimes. Yes, but yes. Uh, uh, we are happy to have uh, with us today Eric Grambling, who's a chaplain major in the U.S. Army uh, serving the military, and we're thankful for our military and and the blessing that it is to have freedom in America because of many who have uh, sacrificed uh, so much uh, for on our behalf. And uh, so we appreciate you coming on the program today and your your work here uh, we're, uh, sharing with the cadets and letting them know what the chaplaincy is all about and that uh, it's a resource. And not only do you uh, deal with the cadets, though. You deal uh, in your uh, work uh, with the leadership in the military as well and uh, offer spiritual counseling as well as advice of how to uh, allow the, the cadets and the, and the uh, military personnel to express their 
religious freedom, don't you? That's right. It's called, we call it advise the command. So uh, we're here to help commanders provide for the free exercise of religion because ultimately it's their responsibility to make sure soldiers and airmen and sailors who want to can practice their faith as much as possible. Sometimes mission doesn't allow it. We understand that. But uh, the normal pattern should be you're able to practice your faith and exercise it. Right. And so even in some major ceremonies and activities of the that's, military, you're, I, you're yes. a participant. Yes. And, you know, that's something I love about the military is we, our traditions is we pray at almost every event we do. And I love that. And it's, you know, that little 30-second prayer is not a chance to share the gospel, but is a chance to, what we say is we bring God to soldiers and soldiers to God. So at a, at a typical ceremony, they see someone standing up there who's the chaplain, who's praying and and again, you get in front of your soldiers and they know, oh, if I have a question about God, I go talk to the chaplain. So it's a, it's a great ministry. It's great. Uh, Eric, uh, you've been here talking to the cadets and uh, you've talked to many people in, in the military serving the Lord, but God is for everybody. Mm. And maybe there's a listener today. If you would lead us in a closing prayer to invite Christ uh, into the heart of anyone who has that need today. Okay, sure. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that you knit me together in my mother's womb, that you made me, and that you want me to know you. Thank you for coming down on the person of Jesus Christ, dying on the cross for my sins. Lord, I admit I'm a sinner, and I cannot make myself right with you, but Jesus has paid the price, and I want to believe in that. I want to accept the free gift of salvation. And so, Father, right now I cry out, forgive me, cleanse me, and make me into a new creation. Lord Jesus, help me and, and change my life, I pray. It's in your powerful name. Amen. Amen. And if uh, you've prayed that prayer along with uh, Chaplain Eric Grambling today, we invite you to contact us for more information on how to grow as a Christian and become strong in that Christian faith. There's uh, nothing else like the Christian life. Thanks for joining us. It's my pleasure, and thank you for all your prayers and support of our military. You have been listening to the Lion's Den University Reports. If you would like more information about the Christian life or would like to contact the Lion's Den or one of the guests, please write us at the Lion's Den, Post Office Box 226, Mifflinburg, Pennsylvania, 17844, or email ltcldur at yahoo.com.